This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Because if you can tell me what your habits are, I can tell you what sort of a person you are. I can tell you what your future looks like. But like I always say, life is 10% what happens to you. It's 90% what you do about it. The people who are most effective in the workplace believe that their future is going to be bigger than their past. When people don't believe that their future is going to be bigger than their past, they begin to disengage. You're listening to The Circuit of Success, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve success in every facet of life, only on the lineupmedia.fm podcast network. Now, your host, Brett Gilliland. Welcome to The Circuit of Success. I'm your host, Brett Gilliland, and today I'm so excited. Man, we've got an unbelievable story. Uh, Scott Sunderland, how you doing, Scott? I'm doing so good. So good. And it's uh, it's amazing. I can't wait to hear your story, man. I've obviously researched you. I've watched your videos. I've, I've, uh, I've, I've just I've learned a ton about your story, and it's amazing. And I can't wait to pull some of this stuff out and, and, and really help a ton of people here today. So, uh, But I always start kind of high level, man, of, of uh, you know, you, you obviously had a, a situation that happened in your life, which we'll talk about, but uh, just kind of maybe give us the backstory of before all that stuff and, and what made you the man you are today. Oh, wow. I, uh, you know, it's kind of the same old, um, you know, childhood story of not the perfect childhood. You know, it wasn't a Brady yeah. Bunch at all, you know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, had a bit of a rough time. I didn't know. I, I didn't know it was a rough time until I got into my 20s and people, you know, when I would tell the story of my childhood, they would kind of sit there with their mouth wide open, like, oh, my God, yeah. you know, and I didn't know, you know, and, um but the things that I took inside or took from that childhood were, you know, the, the greats, the uh, unworthiness and the judgment and all those things not being able to be loved and seen and all the things, you know, and um, always strive to really create a life, you know, to be successful and to be um, seen and appreciated and those underlying you know, emotions that I hung on to just would not let me have any of that. You know, it was like this, it was like this lion that I was stuck in a cage with and I just didn't want to leave the cage. I'd rather stay in with the lion. And uh, I created a company, you know, I started a construction company and that's, that was kind of the outlet that let all of those emotions show up for me, all the events, you know, doing jobs, not getting paid for them, not doing them good enough, not doing them fast enough. Um, And it really taught me, I mean, it took a long time. I mean, you know, this thing can be pretty thick and it took a long time to figure out, you know, but getting there. Getting Getting there. there. That's good. Well, so walk us through, man. Let's, let's dive into this right now. Obviously you're an author, you're a coach, a business owner, you're, you're traveling the country, you know, serving tons of people and helping them on their journey. And so a lot of respect for what you're doing out there, but kind of walk us through the, the day, man. And, and as you called it earlier, the, the shit storm of, mm. of the day and, and kind of what transpired after that. Give us a look at that. What, what was that? What, what happened? Well, I was, uh, I owned, 
you know, I still own a construction company and I was uh, working on jobs away from home. I just had a, uh, my firstborn, my first son and in a long-term relationship, you know, married the house, the, the picket fence, the whole thing. And I was just miserable. I was so uh, stressed out, freaked out and working 18 hours a day. And all I kept thinking during that time was I just want all this to go away and I just want to go home and lay in bed. Mm. And I probably had that for at least two months, just kept thinking that because I was stuck on these jobs that were just eating me. And um, three months later, there I was. In a matter of three days, I went from this athletic, you know, man, father, husband, brother to just a vegetable laying in, in a hospital bed. And there was no reason, no accident, no nothing. Just all of a sudden, my body said, you know what, dude, we're done. Mm. We're not going to go through this anymore. You asked for it. We're going to give it to you. And I realized that. Oh, wait, I, I kind of asked for this, didn't I? And uh, there I was. And for the next year, it was learning all the things, learning to walk again, learning to talk again, learning to feed myself again, learning to the, the most simplest things, move your fingers, you know, to pick something up with your fingers. It was like a miracle to be able yeah. to do that and to get back to where I am today. And now it's 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 really pretty incredible um, to realize this journey. And I honest to God, Brad, I think we're all on it. You know, we're all trying to overcome ourselves. And, um, yeah, that's, that's really where I've gotten to is trying so, to so walk us through that. So you, you literally, there's no accident. There's nothing. You're not like, you know, didn't fall off the side of a mountain, but you're laying in bed. No, not able to pick anything up not able to walk. I mean, if you, you, you know, we'll put the video of yours. It's in the, in the show notes. I mean, unbelievable to watch that journey, but I mean, I mean, what did the doctors say? I mean, what was it? What happened? I mean, what, what are the answers? Are there answers? Uh, they didn't, at first they, there was no answer. They, they had no idea what it was. And I could see the look on the doctor's faces as they would come in and out of my room constantly, just looking at me like, Oh my God, what's wrong with this guy? So you knew something was you, oh, you, yeah, like you, logically you were there. Like you knew what oh, was yeah, going 100%. on. Yeah. Mine was oh, going, wow. the mine which is even still... scarier, right? Yeah. But there, you know, it was, it was kind of surreal because there was this voice inside that said, you got to do this. Mm. You just got to go through this, you know, and you'll be okay. And you know, I got, I finally got transferred to Jefferson hospital in Philadelphia. And, um, it was a Sunday night, like one o'clock in the morning. And this, uh, this doctor came in young girl, I, I couldn't believe it. And she said, you have Guillain-Barre and we treat it like the cold here. And I just took those, those words and I ran with them for the next year. And, you know, however many months. And I just kept thinking that it's just the cold. It's just the cold. So I think I was lucky that I didn't necessarily have a diagnosis that people knew what it was. I had no idea what this thing was. It was an autoimmune disease, right. which I didn't even know what that was. So it was the not diagnosis that kind of helped me because listen, when you hear, you know, you have cancer, you know, oh shit, I'm going to die. You know, right. I, this is, this is the end. You know, there's a really good chance, you know, when you have MS, I'm not going to walk again. You know, it, it was, it was not having that, that kind of gave me this ability to, to afford, to make my own diagnosis. 
And I, and I thought to myself, listen, I asked for this. And, and here I am laying in this bed. I asked to lay in this bed. And now maybe I can recreate, recreate it. Maybe I can, you know, heal myself. If, if I got myself here, I can get myself out of here. So that was really the journey is to remember who I was. So, so how powerful was your mindset during that time frame? Um, you know, I would like to say it was rock solid and I was Tom Brady on, <laughs> you know, it's Super Bowl, but I wasn't, you know, yeah. I was still a shit show. I was, you know, struggling with depression, anxiety, and, but there was nothing I could do. All I could do was just lay there and just let my mind have at me until I just said, kind of step out of myself, you know, and I had this picture on the wall of me standing on a mountain and, and it was in Alta, Utah and uh, big skier. And that picture was just taken, you know, months before, honestly. And I would just stare at that picture just as the getaway, like to remember what it felt like to be standing on this mountain ready, you know, to, to ski my heart out and, and to dominate this mountain and, and to just feel that, you know, the wind and the sun on my back and, and to see the snow on my skis. And I just kept recreating that moment over and over and over and over in my mind. And, you know, 15 years later, I was standing back on that mountain and I didn't even realize I was going, you know, I'm just going up the, the chairlift and I realized, oh my God, this is the moment. This is it. I'm, 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 I'm going back there. And that's why the video, you know, I call it the picture because in the opening scene is the original picture. And the closing scene is, you know, me looking like the Teletubbies standing at the top of the mountain, you know, <laughs> and uh, I remember, you know, going on that lift and telling because I was I was crying. And this woman oh, oh, is like, are you OK? And I told her the story. And by the time we were at the top, she's like, I have to take this picture. This is just the most inspiring thing I've ever been a part of. Please let me be a part of it. And that really was my proof that. I, if I can do this, anybody can do this. And then, you know, the rug gets ripped out again until, and it is just over and over and over again. And I just think of my life and all the things that I've been through. And that is just one of the, you know, stories, I guess you could say, to yeah. really understand what surrender is and to let go, you know, and that's the journey I think we all are on. Yeah. But it's hard to do, right? I mean, it's, it's easy oh, it's to say now. Because, thing. Yeah. Cause you're on the other side, but I mean, it's man, the, the dark days, the dark nights, the, I don't want to get out of bed, whatever the stuff is that you were going through. Uh, you know, I think as business leaders, we all go through those things, not to the magnitude you went through them, yeah. but we all have the day maybe where it's just, it's not going the way you want to, or, you know, it's whatever, right. Things are going yeah. on and it, it is surrendering and just being okay and trusting the process, trusting the process, but damn, that's hard. It is. And, and I'll tell you, I, the, I thought of this analogy this morning because, you know, kind of going through something now and uh, which we all do, you know, that's our story. We, we all do this. And I, and I just had this picture of me being a little kid standing in the ocean with his favorite bucket. Mm. And I keep taking this eyedropper and I keep putting it in the ocean and I keep trying to fill this bucket up with this eyedropper full of water because I don't want to lose my bucket. It's my bucket. Right. And the right. waves keep trying to knock it away. And the waves were, you know, laying in bed and, and the, the waves are all these things that keep coming to try to rip me apart. Right. But the thing is, if 
all I need to do is let those waves take that bucket under the water and it gets filled in an instant. Yep. Everything I'm trying to do is to protect that bucket, but the bucket just wants to be filled. And mm -hmm. if to, that is the surrender is to just let the bucket go under the water so it can be filled, but we're so afraid we're going to lose it. And as, as yeah. a business owner, that's every day what we do. <laughs> you know, we, we are so trying to steer this ship that is unsteerable. You just have to trust and let it go. But man, is it so difficult. We, it is so hard to get our minds wrapped around that, that yeah. there's something else that can, you know, we can trust in and yeah. guide in. And so I did it when I was in the bed because I didn't have a choice. I didn't have a choice. I, I was in the room on fire. Right. And it was really yeah. about, all right, well, if I put myself here, I can get myself out of here. And that is what saved me. It was that thing that I thought, you know, I would watch people come in and out of my room and I would see them walk in and I'd be like, what is it that I am not connected to anymore that I once was? What is that thing? Because mm. it's not Scott. Scott's here. And he's going and he's thinking of the pain he's going to endure when they give him the heparin shot, you know, and, and, and the right exact time to take the Percocet pill so that pain won't be the liquid fire that runs through his veins, you know, that because that, I, I had to endure that every day and it was so much pain. And it's just that, what is that voice? What is that thing that beats my heart? What is that thing? And it was trusting that because it had left me. And it's like, come back, save me from this thing, you know? And I always knew there's, there's a reason for this journey. There's a reason why I'm laying in this bed. And it, it really is to just let go of the mind and just let the water take, let the waves take you where you're supposed to go. You know? Yeah. Interesting that. And I think I, I don't want to just turn over or go past to this power of visualization, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, if you, if yeah. you look at and, and take it from your situation, laying in bed, not being able to walk, talk, doing this kind of stuff, or to the presentation that somebody has to give at work or to this mm -hmm. thing they're doing in their life, right? I personally believe in the power of visual, visualization. And when I heard your story and I see a guy that stares at this picture on the wall every day, and then 15 years later, it gets to go to that mountain. I mean, I got chills just talking about it, right? So yeah, I think that's a big, big thing, right? So talk to us about that as business leaders, business owners, uh, you know, moms, dads, whatever it may be. How important is that visualization? You know, I think it's, it's everything because you are, you're pre-paving your road. And, and what do we do when we, you know, I just had this conversation with a guy the other, the other night and we were talking about pollution. And I said, you know what? The number one polluter of the world is, is fear. Mm. And we are consumed by it. We are fear of losing our business. We are in fear of screwing up the project. We are in fear of losing our partner. We're in fear of death. I mean, that's the big one, right? And it is this having the strength to see your future and know that you are the creator of that future before it shows up, right? So to sit there and visualize what it's gonna be like on you know, June 10th, 2022, I 
my eyes open and I'm laying in bed, where am I? Am I, I mean, because we could be, you know, we, we're thinking constantly of all the things that can happen, the, the yeah. bad things, right? right? But what if we could create that future just in our mind, which is exactly what I did. And where do I want to be? Who do I want laying next to me? What do I want my bathroom to look like? What do I want to see outside my window? Do I want to see mountains? Do I want to see the ocean? What do I want to feel like? And to live that day like it's today, but it is a year down the road. And it is such a simple thing to do, but our minds have such a hard time going there because we are taught from the age of you know, zero to six of all the things to be afraid of. And that's why it is fear is the one and just being unworthy. And, and man, they just follow you like this shadow that just wants to rip it out from you, no matter where you go, what you do. And it is trying to pave a road that you want to drive down instead of this road that is just full of potholes and navigating around them, you know? And that's why it is so yeah. good. It's such an important thing to be able to start, you know, it's a muscle to build that muscle. Well, it is, and it takes time to do it, right? You can't just say, oh, okay, I'm going to sit there and like you said, June 10th, 2022, and it's just going to come to you. I mean, it takes a lot of work, man. I mean, I've done this for 20 years and, and, Thankfully, I'm a big believer in this stuff and writing it down. And I, I just spent some time yesterday doing it because I think we can get so caught up in the thing, right? The life, yeah. this is going bad or that's going well. And, and it's just, you know, clarity precedes mastery. And the clearer that I can be on things, the more I'm going to be able to go out and master it. And so, you know, I write it down. It's in my, it's in my backpack. Everywhere I go, I've got the business plan. I've got my, mm. what I call my design statement, right? The things mm. that it's almost like a self-talk things that I want to tell myself and the better mm. I can be a better husband, a better dad, a better leader, a mm. uh, better financial advisor. I mean, all those things, the more I can focus on that and put my mind out there and dream and believe those things, that's when they start to happen. But I think that we, we, as humans, we don't do it because we're scared to fail, right? We're scared 100%. that if I put that on a piece of paper yep. and I don't do it yep. now, what? Yep. It is, right. It's the fear of failure. It is the fear of failure that stops us in our tracks. And again, for me laying in that bed, it was, I mean, how can it get worse? <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? How can it right. get worse? I mean, it, it, it's really to be on the, in that room on fire where those flames are right there. You don't have a choice. You know, you're helpless, you're hopeless. You don't have a choice. So it's then you have to take action. You have to make a move. And it is those, those moments that they're really uncomfortable, you know, like, you know, a presentation at your job or whatever, those things that are so uncomfortable, but man, when you do them and you're so fair, you know, so afraid that you're going to fail at it and you're going to be judged, right. Right? right? That's the big one. And you're so afraid of that. And that starts to take hold, that, that fear. And what, what you are projecting out there shows up. It's the emotion that causes the event to come because your mind is just, you are writing the book, the story, the page, the day before 
you read that page. The next day you read the page that you just wrote the day before. And if you are writing all about fear, all about losing, then guess what you're going to experience? Guess the, the page you're going to read the next day is all about yeah. that. And, it, and, and But we're trained to do just that, you know, to prepare ourselves for the worst case scenario. What's the worst that can happen? And then that sits in the forefront. That's what we have to, it's this curtain that we can't see around, we can't see under, can't see over. And then right on the other side of that curtain is everything we want. And we think this curtain is this brick wall. It's not, it's a piece of paper. And we just have to be able to see around it. We have to have someone there that has been on the other side of that curtain to say, listen, it's here. I'm seeing it. I'm looking at it right now. Everything that you want is here right now. It's this vision of fear that you have standing right in front of you. All you need to do is look to the side. You're just focused on this one little part of this curtain. You got to turn. You got to look to the side. You got to look under. You got to go over. And when we get there, that relief, that flood of water going into that bucket is so intoxicating. New level. Totally a new level. And, and that's where we're trying to get to. And it's like ladder after ladder after ladder. And those ladders build a, a blueprint of how to get to that success. And the success, what is it? It's just a feeling. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. just a feeling Absolutely. of who, it's not the amount of money that shows up on the screen. You know, in your investment accounts, in your brokerage, in your checking account, in your savings. It's not the amount that just shows up on the screen. They're just numbers on the screen. You can't touch them. They're just there. So what are you really after? What is the success that you are really after? It's just the feel. But I also don't think people pinpoint that, right? And I, I see people because we're all guilty of it. I'm guilty of it. You're 100%. guilty of it, right? It's it is, what am I after? Great question. What am I after? And, and how clear is that thing that you're after? I always like to tell people, we need to have 10 to 12 to 15 reasons why, right? Yeah. And, and I think about just being transparent. One of my biggest goals in life is a, is a home in, in Florida. We know the neighborhood we want to be in, and it's this, it's this home. It's not to be able to say, I have a home in Florida. Mm -hmm. While that's, yeah, that's great. That's cool. But I think about the restaurant we always go to the first night we get there with my kids and my wife. I think about the ice cream place we go to on Thursday nights. I think about the bike rides, right? And I've got literally a list of 15 or 20 things on why I want that quote unquote house. Mm -hmm. And I believe, and I know that I'll have it when it's right, but I know I'm going to have it because I'm so crystal clear on why I want to have that. And I think that's what yes. we got to get is more and more kind of more teeth, right? More teeth yes. to the bite. And yeah. uh, that's critically important, I believe. It is. And, it, and it, I love that because that's what I did with the whole yeah. house in Florida. That's what I did. And it, you know, I always thought it was the money, the success that would get me there, right? But it was all the things that I had to let go of the ideas I had to let go of. And one of them was yeah. the money. One of them was the success because it was always there. Florida was always there. That restaurant's always there. It's there. 
Mm. You just have to get your mind to the place that you can actually be there. And that's what I mean. If you can pre-pave that road, if you can imagine that road, all right, June 10th, 2022, I wake up and I look out my window of my beautiful bedroom with a recessed ceiling and the crown molding and the sun's coming in. I look out and I see my boat in the backyard. I see my pool in the backyard. I turn my head and I see the love of my life laying next to me. And I'm going to get up and I'm going to live this day that I have dreamed about my whole entire life to just live by the water, to just live in that sun and to get that visual and to practice it, just like going to a gym every day, to practice that visual and to build this muscle, not the Scott, not the, you know, not yeah, the brain, mind, yeah. but the emotion to build the emotion, to feel that moment. You know, I would talk to women who are looking- Can I interrupt real quick? Sure. So I think it, it, what, I, what I hear here, and I think it's so important that we don't want to miss is think about that. So I, my guess is this is probably written down somewhere. And now it's just memorized. It's tattooed on your brain. You talked about where you woke up. You talked about your view. You talked about your boat. You talked about the water. You talked about the sun. You talked about who you woke up next to. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think this is your personal highlight reel. This is your movie. This is your, mm -hmm. this is your, uh, your, your movie script. Right. And yeah. I think the more you can read the movie script, the more the movie will play out. And I think that's so important for all of us, right. To take away from that is what is your personal reel? What's your, what's your movie, uh, you know, trailer look like your movie trailer, mm -hmm. right? Make one, make one on mm -hmm. iMovie, go make it. Yeah. And that's your movie reel that you need to be watching every single day. When you wake up every single day, when you go to bed, and I promise you, there's a greater likelihood that that happens. Oh, a hundred percent. Like, you know, women that I've worked with some women that they want that person, you know, and, and they, and they look at me and my fiance and they, they, they say, I, that's what I want. Mm. And I said, all right, so create it. And he said, well, how do I do that? Where do I go? I said, it starts in the morning, get some cologne and spray it on a pillow. How you want your man to smell. And I want you to stare at that bathroom door and think, oh my God, he's in there. He's in there right now. My man that I thought I would never ever have in my life. And it's not that we're waiting for that man to show up. We have to get to the place to where that man is in, in our heart, in our, in our energy. We have to become this person that levels up to where that person is. We have to change. What's well, the law of attraction, right? Law I mean, the, the more 100%. I grow myself to that, the more I'm able to attract that. 100%. Yeah. yeah. The greater I become, right? Yep. The greater I become, the more I let go. But let that thing that, you know, eluded me, you know, the, the thing that's beating your heart when you're sleeping, snoring, you know, the drools coming out of your mouth, but yet you're still going, yep. you know? All these trillions of cells are dying and they're, you know, being reborn and blood is pumping through all the miles of veins and arteries and capillaries. Through You're not doing that. Brett's yep. not doing that. Scott's not doing that. So who is it? Who is that? And if we can just shut this thing up that says, hey, I'm not worthy of these things. I don't know if I'll ever be able to get this project off the ground. I don't know if I'll ever be able to start my business because listen, I got kids. 
You know, I got a wife, I got a mortgage payment. How am I supposed to go and start my business? If we stop that and we just follow this, follow our heart instead of our head and go and pave that road, that is the blueprint. That's the direction that we need to move in. I couldn't agree more. I mean, one of the one of the circuits of the circuit of success is action. Action. And that's a, you're, you're, what you're explaining is exactly why I'm saying it. Because if we go to our mind, our mind's going to tell us all the reasons we shouldn't do this, all the reasons I shouldn't write a book, right? Why this is a terrible idea. Who's going to write your book or read your book? Who's going to buy your book? Who, who can you impact? Blah, 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 right? Yeah. But if you just take action, things happen, right? Absolutely. Better things happen. And so I call them your comfort zone calluses. Okay. So, uh, you know, if you're, if you're listening to this, I'm pointing at my hands. If you, if you obviously see that, if you're watching it, you know, whether you're doing yard work or, you know, if you play golf, you know, I've, I've played golf my whole life and, and you, you build up these calluses, right. And and they're hard to get through. Mm. We do it in our personal lives as well. Mm. And and what I talk about is you got this circle and, and you may start with a small circle and the middle of it is your comfort zone. And the more you go to the edge and you keep pushing Mm. to it and you go right back to the middle, to your comfort zone, you build up a callus. And now all of a sudden you can't get out of it, right? So now you got to figure out a way to get out of our comfort zone. You jump through that callus once, your comfort zone just got a little Mm. bit bigger. And you do it again, it gets a little bit bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And now you look back at things that used to scare the daylights out of you and you do them almost without thinking about it. But it's doing it for year after year, day after day after day after day, not missing days, right? Showing up every day. So when you hear me talk about comfort zone calluses, what what do you think? Well, you know, it's so funny because you are describing something that I tell people all the time. Hmm. And the thing that you're talking about that we are bumping up against, you know, that, that skin or that edge, right? Yeah. And what is that made up of? That is made up of all the thoughts that are in our mind. And we've learned those thoughts. And it it once, when we were that baby, when we stepped into this place, you know, there was no wheel, there was no skin, there was no edge. It it didn't exist until we build it. And we build it with, I'm not worthy. I'll be judged. I'm going to fail. They're going to hate me. All those things. And those words got tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter, just like you said. And it's not until we start removing those that it's kind of like that stagnant pond, you know, that has all the algae and it really smelly and the sun's beating on it. And it's just gross, like thick, thick, thick scum. And then somebody just says, "Let, let me pull this up. And this rush of fresh water comes in and cleans it out. And that's what we need to do because it is those thoughts that are stopping us. It's stopping from all of that outside stuff that wants to pour into us, right? It's those words. And when we can stop focusing on those words, on that failure, on that stress, on that, what are they going to think of me? That's such a big one, you know? I mean, everybody doesn't want us to succeed. It's a lie that they say, oh, yeah, you're going to be great at it. They don't want it because if you do it, they got to do it. So when you level up, they got to level up. Yep. So you have to listen to your voice and the right one. Not this one, not the mind. You got to listen to your heart. And why? You know, you said it. Why? Why do I want this? Is it to buy a Ferrari? Is it to buy this big giant boat? 
Is it to buy this house, this mansion that I'm going to live in by myself? It's not what you want. You just want to get up in the morning and feel purpose, feel love, just feel like I'm something. I'm, I'm, I'm vibrant. I'm energy. So, That's so you and I believe that, right? You and I believe that we know that, but, but how do you help somebody right now that's listening to this and they're saying, all right, whatever guys, uh, I don't believe that, right? It's that limiting belief. Yeah. So how, how, what advice do you give people? How do you overcome that? The biggest one is you got to want it. You have gotta to want it. I mean, honestly, so you again, know, that's clarity, right? You got to want it. You what is it. And you got to say, I don't there. care what it's going to take. Yeah. I mean, because they'll say, what does it take? It takes you getting out of the way. Well, real quick, you mentioned Tom Brady earlier. I, I just was listening to a podcast with him. It was unbelievable and, and to hear his perspective. And then another guy, there was another podcast, one of his former teammates, his backup quarterback in the early days is now a coach at uh, uh, Arizona Cardinals. And he said, give us a Tom Brady story. I don't know if you heard this or not, but he talked about they were in Bahamas at a wedding and everybody's up, you know, drinking till one, two, three in the morning. And he says he gets up the next morning. This guy gets up the next morning. He goes outside and he sees this guy like drenched in sweat, working his butt off. He walks over there. It's Tom Brady, mm -hmm. right? It's Tom Brady who went above and beyond. And then I go to another story where he was doing the match, right? Phil Mickelson, uh, I think it was Tiger Woods. Uh, Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. I don't know if you heard this or not, but mm. Charles Barkley goes out to the two hours before the tea time. It's pouring down rain. They're in a little rain delay. And Tom Brady is running sprints and doing things in the parking lot. And Barkley walks up to him and he says, Tom, what are you doing, man? We got to tee off in a couple hours. He goes, I'm trying to win a Super Bowl. That's what I'm trying to do. He's running sprints, working out as hard as he possibly can before he goes and golfs. And then what does he do? He goes and wins a Super Bowl. Yeah, of course. It's incredible. Because, and because think of it in the moment, what he's doing. While everybody else had partied the night before is laying in bed. Yeah. What is he doing? He's yeah. mentally rehearsing. I'm going to do this. And yeah, he's running up and down the beach. He's sweating. But what is he doing in his, in his head? He's imagining that pass he's going to throw. Yeah. No, you're absolutely that unbelievable right. high no one else can get to, one-handed catch that's going to happen because he threw the ball. But he has to know, I have to throw the ball. No one's going to catch it if I don't throw it. So I have to trust in that. Whatever that thing is, it's going to put that ball where it needs to go. I have to trust that. That's what he is doing. And he may not even know he's doing it, but he is conditioned to right. do it. And I love, Tom, I, I love the Tom Brady story because here comes this kid. What has he got to lose? What does he have to lose? He just steps on the field for the very first time. He isn't any superstar. He yep. was nobody. Came out of a, you know, nothing. Suddenly he steps on and pass, makes it. Another pass, makes it. Another pass, makes it. Another pass, makes it. And suddenly he just built step after step after step, pass after pass after pass after pass. Now he's a legend. Now he's the goat. Yep. And all because he kept throwing the ball. Kept, and that's, isn't that what we've got to do? We have to throw the ball. Throwing the ball is mm -hmm. action. But you've got to know where the ball is going to go. And that's yeah. what, you know, going back to the visual visualization and that technique and, and the June 10th of 2022, where that's where the ball's going to be. That's where the ball's going to be. Yep. Yep. It's Wayne Gretzky, right? Don't go yep. where the puck is, go where the puck's going. Right. 
Yeah, and you're spot on. It's just, again, this Tom Brady thing, it's a whole nother level, right, for people. But, I mean, from how he works out, it's it's counterintuitive to what they thought 20 years ago. And oh, yeah. stretching and massaging and you know, all the stuff yeah. that he does, right? And it's it's counterintuitive. And I think that we have to think counterintuitive sometimes on don't just do what's normal. Go above and beyond, right? Go above and beyond. Go to the next step. And so... Uh, you know, my, one of my final questions for you, Scott, is when you think about fear, we've talked a lot about that, the fear of failure, the, the law of attraction, uh, overcoming limiting beliefs, uh, power of visualization, right? Lots of great things. How many of the fears you put in your mind actually blew up to the magnitude you put them in your mind to be? Well, I'm really good at that. <laughs> I'm, you got I'm a PhD really good in that. that. <laughs> yeah. And I guess it for me, I know for me, you know, and there's been a lot of them. There's been a lot of, you know, tragedy. There's been a lot of big mistakes. There's been a lot of, and I don't really look at them as mistakes anymore, but it's to get me to trust that voice, to trust the, to trust to throw the ball, you know, listen, Fran Tarkenton was, you know, a a great quarterback. He threw a hell of a lot of interceptions, (laughs) but he wants Super Bowls, you know, and again, you have to throw the ball and it's getting up every morning after you have really screwed something up. You know, listen, I, I, I tell this story. I, t- I tell it to my kids. It's one of my greatest is I built a McDonald's a foot too high. Now I don't mean I built the roof too high. I mean, the whole building out of the ground was a foot too high. And I had, I was responsible and I had to call somebody and say, Hey, listen, I got some bad news. We just finished this job. The building's a foot too high. You're going to have to spend a hundred thousand dollars and bring the parking lot up to meet it. Mm. I didn't make the mistake again. I threw the ball again, you know, and that, that equated to in the Super Bowl, you know, who, who was it? It was Manning throwing the interception. First play of the game, right? And that, that's, yeah. I thought it was over in that moment. I thought for sure this is going to be it and, and, and the end. And you just got to get back up and you have to throw the ball again because you know that it's just the level of success. You're just stepping on ladders and, and you're just, you can tell that story because it's what gets you up out of the bed every day is, you know, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to throw interceptions. You just got to keep throwing the ball. Yeah. And, and talk to us, uh, you know, July, July 27, 2012, that, that was a big, big day in your life, man. And so, so talk to us about that. What happened? Uh, well, I was, uh, my best friend and I and our families were on vacation and earlier in the day we went out on my boat and uh, just magical. It was just him and I out in the ocean and we were going fishing and we were running over these giant swells. I mean, they were just massive and we had the radio cranking and, and he looked at me, he goes, seriously, dude, does it get any better than this? Here we are. We did it. We did it. Your business, my business. We were both business owners. And later that day, we were walking down a beach and the beach collapsed and I watched him take his last breath in front of me. And I felt all of it, the guilt, the failure, 
And it's like, what is this thing that keeps following me? What is it? Why, why can't I have, why can't I be happy? You know? And I remember days after that, they still didn't find his body, you know? Mm. And I would go down there and, and I, and I would talk to him. I said, dude, you, you got to come and forgive me. What did I do? Was it my fault? Was this my fault? You know, because you were following me. I was just walking down a beach in a foot of water. And next thing I know, there's no sand and, and, I, and we're fighting for our lives. You know, I had my daughter on my back. She was seven. His daughter was in the, in the water as well, fighting for her life. And it's that moment, you know, that those seconds that seem like years, I mean, just incredible pain, you know, and, and confusion. What is happening, you know? And I, I sat on that beach the days after that. And I said, dude, I, I got to be great. I have to live for both of us now. Because this is a person, listen, I admired greatly. He was like, he was like, he was a star. You know, he was golfer, huge, phenomenal golfer and business owner. Great. I mean, you know, the, everyone looked at him as like, oh my God, this guy's special. And it's my fault that he's not here. I watched it. You know, his very last moment, that little wave came up and he was gone and I knew it. Mm. And I had to tell everybody, I had to tell his mom. And it, it was that I have to be great. I have to measure up to that, to him. Cause I looked up to him. I admired him, all the things. And it, I knew I, I, I have to tell that story. I have to tell his story because you never know when that, when your candle's going to go out. We just don't know. Right. So you better make a count. You better make a count. So what was your biggest learning from that? I mean, that, that's a forgiveness. Terrible day. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. I was looking for him. You know, my book's called Finding Ugly. And the reason why it's called Finding Ugly is because that's what we called ourselves, ugly. So I, he would call me, yo, ugly, what's up? I would call him, hey, ugly. Hey, ugly, doing? what's up? <laughs> and for... For five years, I was looking for his, for his forgiveness. And then I realized it wasn't his. It was my own. I was just asking the wrong ugly. I was asking the wrong one. And finding ugly was trying to find myself and the forgiveness for myself. And again, it's that we all have these stories. We all have these stories in our lives, and, you know, that carry the guilt and the shame and that unworthiness, you know, that we're just this pincushion, you know, we feel just lost in, in what we're trying to do here. And uh, it was a big one for me, really, really, really difficult. And didn't know if I was going to make it back from that one. I got to be honest. I was really lost, really angry, really angry, really angry. So if somebody that's dealing with that trauma right now and uh, dealing with this forgiveness thing and they're on the journey, they're on the search and they're in the depths of that thing. What advice now, again, you coming out on the other side, probably still deal with it every now and then, right? It doesn't just sure. go away. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and just go away. I think that's important, right? It doesn't. Oh just yeah. Go I'm, away. Listen, I'm the real deal. When I say it, I go through it. Yeah. So it doesn't ever just eliminate. But how, how do you? What, what advice do you have for that person right now? 
you have to realize when you're standing in front of a mountain, there's a reason something put you in front of that mountain because you can. And, and by you climbing that unclimbable mountain is showing that all the ones that can't climb that mountain that they can. So we look at it as, you know, this horrible thing that has happened and that for sure it was, but it was a mountain that I had to climb. So I can sit there in front of somebody else, some guy, some girl, some kid and hold their hands and say, listen, here's his story. Here's my story. And it's what has made me great because I just decided to keep throwing the ball. Right. I mean, that's what makes us great. It's, it's not, you know, having some business that kind of falls from the sky and, or, you know, investing in Bitcoin and then suddenly your thousand dollar investment turns into 10 million. It's not that it's getting up out of bed every day, you know, and it's the perseverance because that's who you are. You're not the money. You're not the numbers on the screen. You're, you're what's inside. And it's just a matter of knowing that it's been put in front of you because you can, it's just different perspective. And I think when you look at it that way, it gives you this strength, this underlying fuel to just get up, to not lay on the field anymore, you know? Hey, listen, the, the ones that are the heroes are the ones that get on the field, right? People can be in the cheap sheet seats and screaming at the quarterback, oh, you suck. But they're not on the field playing. Right. And I say, hey, man, come down and play on my field because this is where it happens. You can't listen to those voices because those voices are many, many, because they can't. And they are the ones that say you can't because, again, if you do, that means they have to. So you got to climb your mountain. You got to find it to the top. You got to take the picture. Well, Scott Sunderland, man, you've given us a ton and uh, you're creating the life you imagine. There's no doubt about that. And oh, uh, helping a ton of other people do that same thing. So where do our listeners find more of Scott Sunderland? Well, you can, uh, our Facebook page is the Freedom Project. Um, and you can, you know, subscribe to that. You can also find on our website, uh, the Freedom Project 222.com and uh, email. Scott at the Freedom Project 222. Beautiful. All this will be in the show notes, Scott. Man, it's been awesome having you on the Circuit of Success. And I just, I mean, it's amazing. The, the people that are out in this world and willing to give and give their time and their talents and, and their minds to us uh, on this podcast and helping so many people. So we're very thankful for that. And uh, just thanks for sharing your story and being so transparent and vulnerable today. We really appreciate it. You got it, man. Glad to do it. Glad to do it. Tune in next week for another episode of The Circuit of Success with Brett Gilliland on the lineupmedia.fm podcast network. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and through our website, circuitofsuccess.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter and email any questions to info at circuitofsuccess.com. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.